Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass and making all the shirts all sparkly. Thank you, clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. Music, wine, and then loop up. The glory hole is like a, a like a gift theater of a magic your mouth. Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another By the By this week. Yep. This is Angela. <laughs> uh, and this is someone who got lost in the music. Uh-huh. Was like, uh-huh. Oh. I was like, are you going like, to no, do I was, anything? I, I, was getting, I was getting all of my notes and shit ready because, you know. Uh-huh. Hashtag prepared. Aren't you supposed to do that ahead of time? <laughs> I thought I had more time. I thought I had more time. You have 40 seconds. That's all you have. I could have been a contender. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. This wine is good. I know, isn't it? So sweet. I know. Um, yeah. So how you how you doing? Good. You? Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching the the dog uh-huh. uh, sneakily try to drink your wine. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's been sitting here trying to be like, oh, I'm just smelling the glass. I learned it from watching you. <laughs> yeah, so uh, what do we got going on uh, in the not-too-distant so future? So we have the next Pendulum Party, we August do. 28th. Yay. So it's the last Friday of the month. So as long as New South Wales can keep its shit together, mm-hmm. we're going to be at... Oh, it yes. says Annandale. Our secret spot in Annandale. Yep. We're going to have another pendulum party, which uh, is amazing and exciting. Positions are limited. Yes. Well, positions are unlimited, <laughs> but tickets are limited. Right, right. <laughs> uh, and I know that Jess had told me recently that the like it had there had been a spike. Yeah. We got some messages over the past few days of people who were like, we bought tickets. Which is we, exciting. We, we haven't been out of the house in months. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah, if you are in the area, come join us. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. And you can get tickets. There's a link on our website to right. our Secret Spots website, and that's where you can buy the tickets from. Yes. You can go to their website as well directly. www.bythebuy.com.au, mm-hmm. and it's under the events. Mm-hmm. Events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> um, that's basically all that's we've That's really got. it. That's yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that's enough for now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I did see that Angela was working on a new something for our our website and the the, the patrons, patrons, patreons, patreons, patrons, patrons, whatever only section. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I've got a bylog ready to go up, ooh. and we should have a video in a couple of days here, so we'll get those up and released, and we'll send down a an email and put up a message and let you know for sure when it's all up and done. Yay. Yeah, but in the meantime. Mm. Over the weekend, I posted on Instagram my my Insta stories because you know, Mama likes her stories. <laughs> uh, and I basically I was like, "What questions do you want answered?" 
And rather than answer them on the day, because, you know, we were doing other stuff, uh, I was like, oh, this will be great. We can put it all together and do a podcast. So I have a list of questions here that people have asked via Instagram. Okay, cool. And uh, Sounds exciting. Yeah. So I asked, we're podcasting tomorrow. Mm. It ended up being day after tomorrow. Uh, see, because we had a life. Uh, <laughs> what cues do you, what cues would you most like answered? And what's the first one? The first one is a good place to start. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so, unless you have a different order that you want to put them in, no, no, no. I'm just, okay. I'm just gonna kind of go with this. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna like okay. we're just so unorganized, right one to whatever. Yeah, these sure. and these aren't even in the order they they popped up on Instagram. So the first one is more so. How did your bisexuality form? So <sighs> <laughs> probably should have read these before. I, before. Uh, I'm going to assume that this person wants to know more about um, how we sort of discovered our own bisexuality. Yes, that's what I would assume the question's about. Yes. So, uh, do you want to take this one or should I? Uh, I'll go with mine. I mean, mine's probably not like super uber exciting, but I think it, for me, my bisexuality was something that was always there, but I didn't realize it because I didn't know that bisexuality was a thing that it could be a thing. And I think a lot of that came from just my upbringing is, is that you, know, you were either gay or straight and that was it. There was no in-between, there was no alternative. And so I didn't realize it until I was in my 20s or at least in college, maybe not 20s, but somewhere around there. Yeah, I was in college at some point uh, when I realized that I actually liked girls as well and that it's it was a thing and that it was okay and that there's this thing called bisexuality and even at that, I didn't, um, like, I won't say that I've really fully embraced it, and I didn't really, I guess I still, even though I knew what it was, and I knew that I felt that way, I didn't know that it was really, really, like, a thing, like, a life that could be a lifestyle, and that it, it there's a community around it, like, I really had no idea, it was just more that I knew that I liked people of of all genders and I was attracted to people of different genders and I, so I knew that but it it still took a while then to work out what that meant how that could manifest in my life and you know where I could go with it and and that there actually is a community around this um but it was I would say it was pretty organic it was not really like you know there wasn't like an earth-shattering moment it's just something that was there and when I look back at my life I can be like oh yeah that <laughs> explains this and oh yeah that that really kind of sheds a little different light on this particular scenario or whatever so I think it was always there I just didn't really realize it and act upon it until I was into adulthood yeah I'll agree I think uh, growing up in the American South you get the options of um, being straight or being wrong uh, and you know Growing up with that, uh, I don't think – it's really funny because I try to look back now. I don't think that um, I knew what bisexuality was really until I was in my early 30s. Mm. Um, it, it was just – yeah, it, I, of course I uh, slept with men and women, but it was just – I don't know. It, it was never something that I actually put it together. Like, oh, yeah, I'm bisexual. Yeah, having that label I think was something that – didn't come along, I would say for me and for both of us really until much later in life because it right. like I think there was an action and there was an intent there, but it was without knowing what it actually was. Right. Yeah. And that there was a label for it. 
So yeah, I think um, I think we answered that question, you know, mm-hmm. pretty well. All right. Um, if you want more information on you know, our coming to to terms with our own bisexuality, uh, we have like 219 episodes that you can listen to. <laughs> but I think it was was it 99 or something. 99 maybe? was our sort of our yeah, origin story where we talked a little bit, not um, fully, but more so about it. And I think in the early 30s, 31 or 32 is our coming out stories where we talked about how how our bisexuality really formed. Kind yeah. Of yeah. All right. Moving on. Let's do this question. I like this question. Okay. Um, also, I'm not naming people who name these questions. I don't know. I always feel like I need your consent in order to give even your usernames mm-hmm. on Instagram. Although, arguably, people could go to the story and find out. No, they can't because they oh. can't see only. You only see the question, yeah. not okay. No, they don't see the question even. Oh. Uh, only I see the questions. Ooh, I know. And special. if I decide to respond, I might. Uh, mm. I can make it to where I can show the person's okay. name, but I don't do that. Right, right. Anyway. Uh, the next question is, I'm bi, these are in quotes, mm-hmm. I'm bi and, in quotes, I swing, feel like very different, quote, coming outs. How do they compare for you? So I'm bi and I swing, feel like very different coming outs. How do they compare for you? I would agree. They are different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know, th- I liked the question and I was like, oh, this is great. I cannot <laughs> wait to hear what Angela says. Um, I, for me... I think that now, in the in the now times, people are much more accepting of I'm bi than the I swing. Now, I think in the maybe in 10 years ago, both were not really accepted mm. uh, or less accepted, I should say. But I don't know. I think people in general probably have a much easier time saying I'm bi than they do saying I swing. Because I think that a lot of people think that I swing, like if you have children, that affects the children. You're making a bad life choice that will affect your children. But if you're bi, like, well, as long as you're monogamous, that's okay. Mm. Which I don't agree with, but anyway. Yeah, I tend to agree that I think it's, it is easier now. And I would say that overall both are more accepted now than they were even 10 years ago. That doesn't mean that they're accepted. Uh, I, th- I think that's a great point. It's like they're more accepted than they were. I mean, they're still not accepted, but they're more accepted than they were. <laughs> so I do think that there's still a long way to go with both. I think there's still a stigma with both, whether it's it's bisexuality or a swinging lifestyle. But I I do think it's easier to – I think it's – I'm not going to say easier, uh, but it's, it is more accepted in, I would say, greater society to say that you are bisexual. And while there are still a lot of issues with that being accepted, and even amongst different groups, whether you know, we've been through before how, how different groups respond to bisexuality, and it's you know it can be quite difficult. But I think overall that that is something that would be easier if I were coming out as both and trying to decide which to do first. I would probably say my sexuality is first. Also because I think that sexuality and there will be some that argue with this but i think the sexuality is more widely seen as um for lack of a better way to say it genetic it's something it's a way that you're born it's part of who you are you can't really change it i would argue the same for for swinging and for open relationships monogamy non-monogamy i think that that's also very much a part of who you are uh but many people will say no that that's a choice more so than they will say that bisexuality is a choice. Yeah, I would actually say that swinging is more of a choice. Mm. I think that uh, than it is a it, than it is nature. Mm. But, because you know, like if we, you know, I think there are people out there who are in open relationships that 
if their partners really wanted them to be in monogamous relationships, they would. And I mean, we know friends who yeah. were in open relationships and are now happily monogamous. Yeah, um, it's true. Yeah, but I do think that coming out as a swinger has a very different connotation still in society. And I do think that it's a more negative connotation for a lot of people yeah. in a lot of places. Agreed. Because like you said, it's... Well, there's still a lot of ignorance about it. Yes. I mean, there's still we've still heard jokes about key parties and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it's just there's because there's not enough knowledge or information and i think a lot of people also assume that if you're going into swinging if you're opening up your relationship it's because there's a problem yeah i don't think that many people in greater society realize that it actually takes a really strong foundation to do this and for it to work and i don't think that they appreciate that and so i think that there is still very much a misconception about that out there and that people think that you know, this is because there's a problem and, or, you know, or you're just promiscuous or whatever, or you just want to cheat and this is an excuse to cheat, uh, something like that. So I do think that it is more accepted in general to come out as bisexual as opposed to come out as a swinger, but they are very much two different things. And if, if you are trying to come to terms with both in your life at the same time, I mean, that's a lot for one thing, uh, but then to try and choose, you know, what do I need to, what do I need to make public to whom, like how big of a circle for each of them right. do I need to, like, that's a lot to consider, but they are two very different things. Or you can just, you know, throw it all out there at once and be like, I'm a bisexual swinger. <laughs> I'm a swinging bisexual. Yeah. You know? Do the one that, that you think they're going to have more difficult with first. <laughs> oh, very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not, uh, that's a good point. Uh, no, but I think it's a great question, and I think um, I'd be curious to know how other people feel about it. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, this this question seemed really important, and I okay. really liked it. All right, are you ready? I'm always ready. If life was a video game, what would the Konami code unlock? So up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start. Yeah. What, what would that unlock? Um, I think, I know for you, the up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start would unlock infinite orgasms. <laughs> All right. That's, that's what it would unlock for uh-huh, you. Uh-huh. I, I was going to go with like infinite happiness, but you know, that works too. <laughs> infinite orgasms equals infinite happiness. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Uh, like for you, what would it be? I don't know. I answered you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. That's for me. I don't know. What, a new pancreas? <laughs> a new pancreas. That's right. Oh my God. That'd be awesome. Uh, a functioning pancreas. A fun- Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. <I don't, laughs> new doesn't mean yeah, functioning. That's right. New just means different. Um, yes. A functioning pancreas. Mm-hmm. Um, but this does, I'm, I'm searching through my phone right now. Does it? Oh yeah. Well, what, what if, what if you had like, a swingers club where like to get in there was like a code you had to put in and it was basically that oh my god that'd be awesome yeah we should talk it's to like Lawrence. a secret room and you have yeah. to like or secret door to go through and you, you have, have to know to, how to yeah yeah how to push my buttons huh? in order to get in <laughs> yes so um i will attempt tonight the konami code on angela mm-hmm. and we will report uh-huh. later <laughs> um so that does remind me though i i found this video no not this video you know, this Damn is a it. podcast. People can't see video. I know, I know, but people don't need to see this video. Okay. Um, damn it. Maybe I don't know where this video is. I found a video. 
that was the whole video was black, but it all it is is you your orgasm sounds. And I was like, Oh, I do remember that. Where did this even come yeah. from? Yeah, because we were going to take them and use them for something. I don't even remember now what, but I do remember doing that. Yeah, and now I can't find it. So sorry, people at home. Um, you can't hear Angela's orgasm sounds. Yeah, sorry. Wah, wah. Mm-hmm. Okay, back to the questions. Navigating the swinging world during COVID. What's the etiquette? How to safely? That is a can of worms. <laughs> and I think it's very personal, and I think it's very location-dependent as well. Uh, yes, if you're in the U.S., you don't swing. I would tend to agree. Uh, now, admittedly, that's sweeping, and maybe there's parts of the U.S. that aren't as bad as others. But in general, I would say that, yes, you're correct. If you're- like, if we lived in the U.S., I would not feel comfortable Mm-mm. leaving the house. Mm-mm. No, I tend to agree. Yeah, so I do think it's very much location dependent, but also it's it's personal dependent. You know, it's it depends on how you feel and what your risk level is. And I would say that is there an etiquette? No, I don't think that there's a generally accepted. This is how people say that it's okay to do it. Right. Um, I know that in some locations, like here, the clubs are open, but that depends on our numbers and where we're at. And I think that could easily change if things got out of hand. Yeah, and they're also open in a limited capacity. Yeah. So much less people. Yeah. Like all the restaurants and everything, everything's much more limited capacity. And so I do think that it very much depends on where you are and and if places are even open as far as clubs go. And then whether you go to a club or not, I think it's very much dependent upon your comfort level and what risk you're willing to take. But then if you're talking about meeting up with people, like one-on-one dates, couple dates, that kind of thing on a more private level or even house parties, that's, that's again, you kind of have to assess the risk for yourself and and decide. I don't think there is an etiquette other than I would say just try to be cognizant of who you're meeting and what you if you know anything about them or if you don't and if you're okay with that risk. It's it's like an STI basically. I mean it's a much more infectious STI, but you know, it's it's basically the same kind of thing. You have to be cognizant of who you're playing with and what risk you're willing to take and and what protection you're willing to use. You know, if you're going to meet up with someone for the first time, then it, maybe you meet at a public place, a park, a cafe, something, you know, do you wear masks? Do you not? Maybe have that discussion beforehand with them to see what their comfort level is and see if they match you. And then if you meet and you get along, then you can decide where you want to go from there and, and what risk you're willing to take and what risk they're willing to take. And do you match or do you not match? Yeah. And we've had dates. Uh, during this, most of the time, I would say all of them actually have been with either permanent partners or people that we've known for a while. Mm-hmm. And we were very honest with them beforehand as to what we've been doing, what our risk level was, what our acceptance level was. And there was, you know, it's not a big discussion, but there was at least a little mention of it beforehand. Yeah. And again, you know, Angela and I have been tested multiple times and our testing turnaround isn't a, a week information it's Mm-mm. um it's usually less than 12 hours it's we know quite quick yeah um so you know we're in a very we know that we're in a very lucky fortunate position mm-hmm. um yeah. but still uh, you know if if we lived in the u.s i don't think i would be comfortable no. seeing people no in the u.s definitely not uh he, here i mean admittedly if we were in victoria i probably wouldn't either no not right now uh, but you know being in, in new south wales and i would say elsewhere in australia i think i would feel comfortable and we do feel comfortable to meet up with people on a, a limited capacity we do we do not do as many dates as we did before no. you know we don't go out as much uh we might go out once a week and that might even just be us it yeah. may not be even meeting up with other people 
Um, we have recently had a single fellow that we wanted to meet up with, but we didn't really feel comfortable. And we told him that we're like, you know, Hey, look, if you're willing to stick it out, then, you know, we can meet up in the future. But right now we're not, and we're kind of taking it, I would say a few days a week at a time and, and just seeing what our comfort level is. So even, you know, yes, while we are still swinging, it's in a very different way than what we did before. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole new world out yeah. there, and so you do have to make uh, decisions that are, you know, good, best for you and you, you and or your partner. Yeah, yeah, and I think that also, uh, I don't know the. I would say for many Americans, this isn't really necessarily as much of a thing, but definitely other parts of the world. I would say Europe, Australia, for sure. Uh, but a lot of people have roommates, and so you also have to consider your roommates, and you know, do they have people over? Are they okay with you having people over, going out, that kind of thing? But that's a whole other discussion once you get into yeah. that realm. Yeah. Okay. Let's um, let's switch gears again. Okay. This one I am going to name who said it. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, so the bedhoppers ask, when will you come to the UK again? Um, I would say when the planes start flying that way again, but actually probably not even that soon. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd love, I'd love to go back to the UK. Yeah. I really would. I'd love to go with you. <laughs> um, yeah, because I got to go by myself yeah. last time and I spent a whole of 36 hours with Mr. and Mrs. H. Uh, <laughs> and it was a whirlwind of a 36 hours, but it was, uh, so much fun. Yeah. yeah. It was great. I would love to go back both to visit them, to spend time with you there. Like, yeah. I think it would be fun. But I venture to say it won't be anytime soon. Yeah, and that's a sad face because, yeah, yeah stupid world the way We it still is. Zoom. We can still talk yes. to people that way, but it isn't the same as actually going and being there in person. No. But it's the best we're going to get for now. So, yes, as soon as we, as soon as the world opens back up a little more and we can, we will definitely come visit. Yes. <laughs> okay. This one is another serious one. Okay. How do you feel about the word bicycle? Bicycle, like bicycle? Yeah. Bicycle, bicycle. How, how yeah, do you say it? Well, I want to ride my bicycle. I want to ride my bike. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, all those, all those unicycles out there and those tricycles, they think they're better. Mm-hmm. Unicycles, they're like, oh, I'd only need one, one wheel in order to balance Do you, because you still have the gyroscopic wheel, so you're not, you know, whatever. And the tricycles are like, you know, you can't tip me over. However, I remember while growing up that three-wheelers ended up being uh, outlawed in Kentucky because dumb fucking rednecks kept rolling them on hills, so they had to use their little quad things. And it goes back to the thing, like, you don't call it a quad-sickle, do you? What up up with that? (laughs) I don't understand that. Um, So... Bicycles are clearly the best, um, whether they are standard bicycles or tandem bicycles. But then again, is a tandem bicycle actually a bicycle or is it a bi-bicycle? Because you're also wheeling away, but you're never leaving the person with you. So is it a bi-bicycle? Oh my God, this is complex. I know. This is serious (laughs) shit. This is why we did a podcast about it and I couldn't just respond on Instagram. That that's really complex. I I've never thought about bicycles so much, and especially tandem bicycles. Yeah, yeah. So so, it, well, how do you feel about like mountain bicycles versus road bicycles? Well, most mountain bicycles you find on scruff, mm-hmm. um, and they're pretty hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like I like I like a bit of a rough bicycle, you know, because they got the knobby tires and whatnot. I kind of like that. Um, There's a little more to hold on to. Yeah, rough. and you know they typically have like the lumberjack. Um, uh-huh 
like plaid shit going on. I like that flannel. I'm a I'm a big flannel man. Um, <laughs> what was the other one? <laughs> Road bicycles. Um, look, they're a bit too sleek for me. Um, mm. I don't. I'm not big on the on the really skinny tires. Um, I want a little meat on my bike. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically it. There's, Always yeah. wear a helmet. <laughs> protection first. Protect, <laughs> safety first. Protection first. First. You don't know where that bicycle's been. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, or who's ridden that bicycle? Or who's ridden that bicycle? <laughs> uh, or who's been ridden by that bicycle? That one's yeah. a weird one. I don't know. Um, but we do have a video of you on a bicycle in New York mm-hmm. that is connected to a dildo. Yeah, it's like a bicycle fucking machine. It's, yes, it's yeah. a fucking bicycle. It's a fucking <laughs> bicycle. That, that's that's I don't know. That's me trying to be Mrs. H. It's a fucking bicycle. <laughs> Get out of my way! <laughs> I want my fucking bicycle. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah. So, oh uh, how do you feel about bicycles? I, I don't mind them. Like, am I going to be? gung-ho to ride a bicycle all the time no do i like it yeah if i can ride a bicycle to a winery that's even better oh there you go i'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm totally up for that um yes but as far as bicycles tricycles unicycles well first of all unicycle i'd kill myself um, have you ever tried to ride a, a unicycle no i have not it is the single one of the single hardest things i've ever tried to do in my entire life but you also know jewelry isn't a gift you give just once It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. how coordinated i am yeah that's that's a very good so point. i would kill myself that's that why is, i don't that is that is accurate <laughs> and I, I would be sad yeah yeah so that's why i just i will stick with the bicycle i'm happy with the bicycle um is it gonna be my favorite thing in the world no will it be a fun thing for a while sure <laughs> i love it i love it so question number next <laughs> <laughs> we've lost count look honestly i started that i started that sentence and had no idea where i was going with it uh you ever do that you're just like i'm just gonna ride along and see where this goes uh so this person asks new couple looking for a great site to meet other swingers what would you recommend so this is going to lead into a couple of things the first one is we're going to talk uh, real quick about uh, our one of our new partners mm-hmm. which is altplayground.net APG. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're if you're lazy like me, I really love that anything can be dropped down to a TLA. Yeah. So they now have video chatting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's exploding all over altplayground.net. So you can go on, have some naughty fun, and you know, much like we were talking about before with the safety and and do we swing and whatnot, uh, you can do video chats from your own home. 
Uh, so you can meet people while still, you know, it's kind of like at work where you're not wearing pants. Um, <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. And then you can chat with uh, specific sexy couples or individuals, and it's safe and secure in the group chat. So it's, mm. uh, it's a good place, uh, like virtual swinging. Yeah. Um, you know, you get some teledildonics in there, and you're on it. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's this is the future. Especially if you get like the like once you go further down the remote dating path, you can do like the um, remote controlled vibrators yeah, yeah, and stuff, yeah. like the ones that are controlled through apps. No, the stuff. even better than that. So teledildonics is. I don't know what that is. So what that is is you've got a dildo and I have a masturbator sleeve, and every time I thrust oh, into right. it, you feel the vibration. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like we're not even gonna have to see each other face to face anymore. We can all do it from the comfort of our own homes. Cool. Yeah, so definitely go check out allplayground.net. Uh, tell them by the by sent you. Go check out our page. Say hi. Uh, yeah, it's um, just one of the ways that they're they're kind of changing the sexy game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, if you are in the U.S., definitely Alt Playground mm-hmm. would be my pick. If you're not, because I've pushed and asked and the questions have gone out there about are you available in Australia? Mm-hmm. And the unfortunate answer is at this point, not yet. Yeah. But doesn't but, mean that it can't happen but at some point. I've heard tale that they're working on it. Mm. I can't say who told me this, but my contacts have said that they're that it is something that is definitely on their radar and is something that they want to do. So the second that they're down here, down under, then I would look at them. In the meantime, check out things like Field. Field isn't a bad app, and it's a way that you, know, you and your partner can have individual accounts, mm-hmm. and you can also link them. So if you want to meet people, or you can have just a couple's account. Hashtag open is another one that would yep. be a good a good one to find. Again, it's more the U.S., but there are some people in Australia mm-hmm. uh, on it. And there's also regional-specific sites like Red Hot Pie is yep. one that we have down here. Yep. Uh, Adult Matchmaker is down here. It's also in Australia. I know that yeah. in the U.K. there's one called Fab, I think. Yep, yep. And then the bed helpers talk about that one. Yeah, and then in the States there's also Cassidy. So there's a few different things around. But, I, yeah, as far as, like, what's the best, I can't really say because we only can use what's available to us yes, here. Yes, yes. Uh, but I would say that every region has at least one or two big major ones. And then there's a lot of other smaller ones as well. Yeah. And depending on where you are, if there's not a lot of people on some of these, uh, like even Field or Hashtag Open, you can check out, I would say, quote-unquote, more traditional dating sites like OkCupid. Yeah. You know, we've met people off of there as well. Yes, because OkCupid now has the the thing where you can be like a couple, I think. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that couples mm-hmm. can have accounts or at least link yourself to somebody so that you can do the ethical non-monogamy kind of yeah. thing. But I will warn that if you're going into something like this and if you're looking at online dating and you're looking at some of these websites and apps and things, it is going to take work. So oh, yes. make sure that you are prepared to put the time and the work into it because otherwise it doesn't matter how good the site is, you're not going to get anything out of it. You're going to have to put the work into it. Yeah, agreed. I think that's a really good point. It is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this next one is when did you discover your bisexualities? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember the exact day, but – I'm going to say I was probably, I I think the first time that I was attracted to a a female was early. I was, you know, a young child. And then I think that for a male, it was probably closer to 18, 17, 18, somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I'm not sure that I would say that's discovering my bisexualities. Uh, I think that was just like, oh, look, sexy people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. 
early 20s, but again, not knowing what to label it like we discussed earlier, um, I'm not sure I had a name for it, but I probably discovered it in my late teens, early 20s. Okay. Yeah. I'm. Well, it's interesting that you, you went a different route than I think I would have, but if we're looking at when we were first attracted to people of different genders, uh, I would say that for me it was probably late elementary, early middle school, whatever age that is. I have no idea anymore. Uh, <laughs> somewhere, probably somewhere around the 12 to 15. Yeah, probably somewhere around there. Yeah, that, that's probably about fair. Uh, so, yeah, somewhere around there, I would say for me, and I was when I was attracted to, to boys and then also to girls, even though I didn't realize what it was with girls because I didn't think that it, it could be a thing and that it was allowed or that it, even existed but looking back I'm like yeah no that was definitely definitely it um so I would say that was kind of when it first happened but then when I first I would say acted upon it you know is and I'm gonna go more from the female perspective because males me acting upon sexuality with males is what's expected right um but for a female it was when I was in college so I would say you know late teens maybe early early 20s Exactly when, I don't know, I couldn't tell you. Uh, I, I can't pinpoint an exact date, year. I, I really have to struggle to come up with that. But somewhere around there, I would say. Um, but yeah, I think it was definitely a bit later before I ever put, put the word to it. But as far as some part of me knowing, it was definitely earlier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah That's it. all I got. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next question. Do you know of the ABDL fetish community? And if so, your thoughts. So this is funny. So I think if this question had come in three months ago, mm-hmm. I would have been like, I'm going to have to look this up. And admittedly, when I first looked at it, I was like, I have no idea what this is. Abdul. And then I was like, Abdi. And admittedly, the first time I read it, I think I thought Aldi, like the like the grocery uh-huh. store. And I was like, God, who has a fetish for fucking Aldi? <laughs> there are people out there. I'm not yucking your yum, but, you know, really? Um, but ABDL, mm-hmm. adult baby, diaper lover. Mm-hmm. A few months ago, we interviewed Dr. Rhoda Lipscomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was, uh, if, you, if you're going in the Wayback Machine and want to hear the whole interview, that was episode 207. Yes. Uh, and, yeah, she's a, a world expert on the ABDL community and it was so fascinating to talk to her and to learn more about it because I would say that our experience prior to that was very limited. Very, yeah. We, we knew it existed and we have seen there's an adult baby that comes to some fetish parties that we have here in Sydney and I'm sure that there's more of a community around here than what we're aware of or have even seen uh, and it's something that I think I personally am kind of interested in at least checking out a little bit more and seeing what's out there and, and exactly how it works a mm-hmm. bit more. Cause it's, I find it really fascinating. Um, but it, it's, uh, definitely a community that we have not had a lot of exposure to, but talking to Dr. Lipscomb was, I think really fascinating and quite enlightening. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, to know my thoughts on it, it's like, uh, again, it, it, I know it's not something that 
would interest me mm. either as a carer or a baby, but I completely understand the mindset of wanting to take care of somebody or wanting somebody to take care of you. And I also understand the mindset of the role play of being a baby and not having that responsibility or having someone take care of you and not having the responsibility of having to take care of yourself mm. uh, on top of that and vice versa. As a carer, I completely understand that of getting a power play out of taking care of somebody and, and having that power over them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, is it for me? No, but I completely understand why people would enjoy it and what they would get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely something I think I would like to learn a little bit more about because I think talking to Dr. Rota was just really enlightening and, and it kind of made me think, huh, maybe that's something to at least check a little bit more into. Yeah. And I think also, you know, seeing the adult baby at some of the parties, I mean, he's adorable and yeah, sweet. Very so, adorable. Yeah. Now, I will add, my, my mom ran a daycare for quite a long time. <laughs> and there is something really comforting about sucking on a pacifier or I guess if you're British or Australian, a dummy. Um, like, I, I do, I can totally understand that mm. and can understand, like, even right now, like, it's like chewing on gum. You just have a pacifier in your mouth, you know, something you know, something to suck on. It's, yeah. it's great. So I do appreciate that. That's, and, and I will also say that, uh, knowing Angela and myself, there is importance and, and a really, uh, lot cannot, um, enough positives can't be said about a safety, uh, sippy cup, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> with, with the way that we knock things over and drinks go everywhere. Uh-huh. I recently spilled red wine on a pillow, uh, we both talk with our hands. So, yeah, sippy cups, I can see a benefit to that as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So there you go. Okay. Now for a tough one. Uh-oh. And I'm going to go ahead and preface this with we may not have an answer for this. Um, oh. But we probably have an opinion. Do ask. How to deal when you and your partner's sex drives and interests don't match. So that's tough. Mm. Um, and that's tough (laughs) because, you know, if your interests don't match, that's one thing. You might still both have high sex drives or low sex drives, or if your interests do match and you have different sex drives, at least you're getting some of what you need out of it on occasion. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to bat it to you and then I'll, (laughs) I'll go into the the hard stuff. (laughs) Thanks. So it's interesting because you do say like if your interests don't match and if your sex drives don't match, but then also what if they both don't match? So it's three very different scenarios I feel like there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, If your interests don't match, I mean, I guess ultimately what it comes down to with all of the scenarios is, and not knowing where this person's coming from or where this question's coming from, is have you talked to your partner about this yet? Not in a maybe a combative way, not a, you know, you never want to have sex with me kind of yeah. thing, because, I mean, that's not going to get you anywhere. Uh, but have you actually sat down and had a really good, heartfelt conversation, very level-headed kind of thing, or not? If not, I think that that's something that needs to happen, is there needs to be that communication with your partner, because maybe there's other reasons behind it. Yeah. You know, maybe there's life stressors, maybe there's emotional stressors, maybe they're afraid of something or feeling weird about something with you, and just being able to talk about things can help to open up and to help alleviate some of that. And maybe even going to a therapist and, and going to counseling, it's always a good thing. You know, we do it routinely anyway. Um but I do think, you know, definitely having that channel of communication somehow is, is definitely step one. And so not knowing whether this person has done that, if they have that or not, but let's assume you do. 
So let's assume you have a really good open channel of communication with your partner and you really do just have different interests. Like they're just really into things that you're not into. And I think that's where honestly an open relationship can be really beneficial because you can both go and have other partners to satisfy those interests and then come back to each other. And I'm assuming there'll be some level of commonality of interest as well. It's not going to be like completely, completely separate. Because I know for you and I, if we had like zero interest in each other or in our, how our sex life looked, we couldn't be together. Because for us, sex right. is a very, yeah. very important part of our relationship. Yeah. But I'm assuming there's just different things that, you know, maybe they're into kind of some of the time, not necessarily all of the time. Uh, so I think in that case, that's where an open relationship could really come in handy. And then just to say, okay, you can have a partner to do that with, and I can have a partner to do this with or whatever. But maybe let's explore our interests with other people, but still come back to each other. And I think a similar thing for sex drive. Uh, sex drive is a little bit different because, I mean, we do have toys. There's both for males and females, there's different toys that we can use. And so it can be maybe if the other person, they don't have the same sex drive, then maybe you can play with toys together at least. And that's, you know, a way to still keep that connection and to have the intimacy is to play with toys, even if they don't necessarily want to have penetrative sex or, I mean, there's oral. I mean, there's so many different kinds of sex. We've already, you know, we've talked about this many a times that sex can look like many different things. Right. And so maybe it is a bit also of redefining what does sex mean to you and your partner and to find ways to still have that connection, but still satisfy your sexual needs. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because I think a lot of people, sex often equates with intimacy. And so what people want is to be intimate with their partner when they're wanting sex. I mean, the, the, don't get me wrong, sex feels good as well, but it's that closeness and that connection that you have to your partner during sex that I think is the really important thing. That's what we really get out of sex. Mm. So I'm going to be the asshole here and say things like, you know, you, what you have to be careful of is make sure that we've all seen those guys who, uh, you know, my wife never wants to have sex with me, but then what it is, is, you know, they work their 40 hours a week. The wife works their 40 hours a week. And then the wife comes home and makes dinner, takes care of the house, uh, feeds the children, takes care of the children, blah, 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 blah. And the guy then wants to have sex. And of course, the woman's exhausted. Mm -hmm. Again, not assuming that uh, the, the question asker is that. But I think that's something that we need to be aware of to know that there's, there's many moving gears in this. Yeah, and I think it's also good to keep in mind if there is a lack of interest, maybe what's behind that. And it could just be that you, I say lack, lack of interest, sexual drive, et cetera, but I guess maybe I'm thinking more sexual drive. Uh, but there, it could just be that you naturally have different sex drives. Absolutely. And that's that's okay. Yeah. There's, there's, like I said, there's ways to get around that. Um, but it could also be that there's things going on in life. Like Bradford said, maybe it's, you know, you're busy, you're tired, there's emotional stressors, maybe there's life things going on, family things going on. Uh, maybe there's physical things going on. You know, there's a lot of, of physical things that can very much affect our sex drives. Body image issues, yeah. Or, well, or actual chemicals. I was thinking hormones okay. and, and things and, like yeah, that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, but like you said, like body image, you've got a lot of mental things going on, anxiety, depression. I mean, there's a lot of things that can affect it, but that's where you have to have to have to have good communication with your partner yeah. and you have to try and figure out what is it that's at the root of this? You know, is it that we just really truly have mismatched desires or is there something else going on that maybe I can help it alleviate? 
and that may require going to a doctor, may require going to a therapist, but that's okay. Like if it means that you're going to end up in a better place as a couple and you're both going to be more satisfied, do it. Totally yeah, worth it. Absolutely. You know, and something that you probably don't hear us say very often, something that I often would listen to Dan Savage say, which is sometimes the relationship is more important than monogamy. And so if you've been in a long-term relationship or, you know, there are children involved or, or, or whatever, sometimes you do whatever it takes to keep yourself sane because if you don't stay sane, you're not doing anything good for your family. Yeah. And if that's seeing a sex worker or if that's, you know, something, you know, you, whatever it takes in order to keep yourself healthy so that you can then better serve your partner and, and or your children. Yeah, and, and and it's really hard to answer this one as well because it does encompass a lot of different – it's a wide breadth of, of scenarios that it yeah. encompasses. But also, I mean, every situation is personal and every situation is different between yeah. every couple, every person. But in general, yeah, you do – you have to look after yourself and you have to look after your relationship with your partner. And that often does come with communication, but also just kind of seeing what is it that we actually really need and how can we best serve our needs. And, and I'll say myself, you know, having been in relationships where your partner doesn't want to talk about it at all, um, every time you bring it up, it's completely shut down. Or the partner acts like they're they're listening, but in actuality, they're placating. Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes you have to do what's best what's best for you. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes that is taking a, a step away from the relationship. Sometimes it's doubling down on the relationship. There's things that um, – there, there is no one right answer. No, and, no, absolutely. There's a not. lot of a lot of moving gears, like we said. But I think a, a, probably the best place to start would be, say, getting yourself a someone you can talk to, a, a therapist, a counselor, so that you can talk to somebody about this, and then they can give you advice on many different, you know, from many different points of view. And yeah. it's nice to have that person that's not invested. Mm, it's always good to have a third-party point of view. Yeah, and especially yeah. if they're not invested. Yeah, other than in your own health. Right. So uh, that's what I would. Uh, that's what I would suggest. Mm. Oof, tough one. I know that one's tough. Yeah, um, I think that might have been our last question. Okay. So uh, let me just go through our list here and make sure I didn't miss any. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to leave anything out. No, that one. Bicycles. <laughs> UK. Bicycles uh, in the UK. Coming out. ABDL. Coming out on bicycles in the UK. Coming on bicycles. <laughs> Ever had an orgasm on a bicycle? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Did uh, you question that really? <sighs> no, I didn't question that. <laughs> how did you not fall over? What do you mean? I mean... It's called balance. I do have some level of coordination. I may not have a lot, and I, know, I may not I've be graceful. I've seen you orgasm. You kind of... Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you orgasm, you sometimes idle like an old vehicle, you know? <laughs> it's like, oof, this one's transmission's rough. <laughs> yep, that was our last question. So, um, if you enjoyed this let us know we can do it again you can ask your questions on instagram that tends to be the best place uh, for us to do these kind of things because i can put all the questions together really easily and i'm lazy um <laughs> so how do you get to us on instagram you find us at by the by podcast that's at instagram twitter and on facebook 
you can email us and subscribe to our newsletter at www.bythebuy.com.au. Also, if you are interested in some sex toys to yes. help spark up your sex life and to entertain yourself while you're, you know, quarantining in COVID times, you can do so at www.adamandeve.com. Yes, and use the the checkout code by the buy mm-hmm. and you'll get one item at half off, free shipping, a bunch of items thrown in, some videos on demand to watch uh, with your partner. Yeah. Teledildonics. I'm going to have to look into this a bit more. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Yeah, we never actually tried it. Oh, wait. I just remembered. There was one more question. Uh-oh. For some reason, I, it just hit me. We're going to say who waited till the end to hear the last question. Well, what's going to happen is people are going to be like, I... Didn't wait to the end. Although if anybody actually looked and they're listening to the closing and they're like, why are there still like five more minutes? Why is there still five more minutes? Um, I can't find this question, but I know what the question was. Uh, Let me go back to Instagram because it just hit me when I said, when I sang the Teledildonic song, which is going to be a hit on Mm -hmm. all of the radio stations (laughs) worldwide. Um, This person just sent the question. It's a website. Okay. I mean, that's all it was. And what I think is really uh, sad about this is I couldn't open the website from the app. So I had to do a quick search. Mm-hmm. But it was the website is for perifit.co. One of the things they do is a Kegel exerciser with app. Mm. Yes. I didn't do a lot of research. Okay. But I did see that basically it's a it's an app-controlled Kegel exerciser. I feel like I need to try this one out. Well, but you have one. I do, but that doesn't mean I can't try multiples out and see what's best. Oh, my God. So. I mean, we know we like options, right? That's true. We do. That's, <laughs> then in fact, we do like options. Yeah. But, but spoiler alert, I do have a Kegel uh, trainer, exerciser, toy thing. It's the LV? LV. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so we went to Max Black yeah. and uh, Angela saw this and she was like, I've wanted this forever. I'm going to get it. And so she got it. Yeah. And so I've been uh, using that for the last few weeks, and we will be doing a review of it. Yes. So that'll be coming, but I wanted to kind of get That'll be coming? Is uh, that the only thing that's uh, coming? Or? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, but I wanted to get, uh, I wanted to use it for a little while and, and to kind of get a feel for it before we really did a review and talked about it. So yes. and we're also going to review the sex because I've judged her before. And then after, you know, a few weeks, I'm going to judge her judging. after. I'm, no, I bet this was like a full, okay. like, like, you know, we've got rating systems. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I do want to look at this other one though and check it out and see how it might be different and, and what it could bring yeah. to the table because it could be something different altogether. Absolutely. So. But yeah, I, th- I mean, it's, uh, they're, they're interesting things. They're, this thing looks like a, like it a, is. Yeah. I don't know. It looks like you should hook it over your mug and put tea in it. <laughs> yeah, it is really different and it's, it's interesting to, to try it out and to, it's, I mean, the scientific side of me is like, you know, different times of day, different, like before sex, after sex, different things, and just seeing how my body's responding to it. And I think that that more than anything is fascinating. So like the whole training side is it's good, it's great, fine, whatever. But just seeing where my body is at different points, I think is even more fascinating. You know, I'm just going to be that guy. If you were a real scientist, you would only have one variable, and that would be the muscles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then after you did that, then you would go back to weak you. Uh, and then change another variable like time of day mm-hmm. and then get the muscle strong again. Yeah, but I'm impatient. And then you would go back. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, so stay tuned to that and you would find that again on our website uh, under some of our videos, which how do you get into our videos? You become a Patreon supporter at www.patreon.com slash by the by podcast. Mm-hmm. 
And that's how you get your little password and see the videos. Yeah. Um, and why are we doing that? It's because v YouTube won't let our videos on, on YouTube. So fuck you, YouTube. Apparently sexy things are bad. Yes, apparently they are. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it. Uh, and lastly, if you want to send us an email, we are the atoms of love at gmail.com. So uh, for all of you that actually stuck around to the end, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 